So let's move into let's move into the the third um, of the eleventh of October trilogy of uh, social work and philosophy and nonsense. It's, it's I wonder the pinnacle the pinnacle of the evening. No, it's not. No, no. I think I think this is a. I think those two, the two previous episodes, have been really, really heavy. Been really, really heavy stuff going on. And I think the thing that I'm going to present um, is a bit of philosophical fun, quite frankly, but a philosophical fun for us to think about the morals of, of of the various things we do when we have difficult, difficult decisions to uh, to to be made. Um, but first, but first, given that we've been at this trilogy recording for quite some time um i did wonder uh whether we need to introduce further beers or whether we're still on the same beers i, I, I think moved. i think you you're you're pushing in a direction where we don't really have a choice i think you've decided that we want to introduce more beers Just well, absolutely absolutely choice is an illusion as we were saying <laughs> in the previous episode so you haven't got a choice you're going to introduce your beer and I'm on the Citrus City Orange Pale Ale. This is a six percenter. This is a six percenter. So we need we need, need to, raise to work. You need, to, you need to raise it a little bit. Work quickly. We need to work quickly with this one because if I get through this one while we're still talking, I may not I'm be able on. to control me tongue. Turn that around to this camera, please. Down South Brewing. Sorry. What? Oh, what? sorry. Down South what? Brewing. What's the is link a, to the local area from that beer? By down south shields, obviously. <laughs> down south shields, brilliant. Rather than rather than north shields, brilliant. Down it. south shields. I want See? some. But you know, I, I'm all over. I'm all over the north shields thing now. <laughs> um, with uh, this Sam Fender, what had a they, guy. Had they, had they, I've he, got a proper response to that. Aye. Aye. He, he's 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 a genius, and we may we may have to we'll see if we can get him on. Um, do you think he'd come on beers and ideas and talk to us? Because I tell you what, there's some deep lyrics going on on that album. Like he's a good lad. Well, I've, I've already heard so, a couple of the tracks because um, uh, yeah, because I can't get them. Um, well, absolutely, because you won't pay for Spotify, will you? Because you're tight. But well, anyway, I'm I'm a socialist. socialist. All right, okay, okay. Well, anyway, I'm going to drink this citrus orange pale ale. Um, oh, sorry. George, 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 what are you, I'm going to go to George first because you always believe take the limelight. George, James, are you still on the zero? Boring. No, no, no. That's no, that's not boring. You see, we 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 should not think about people drinking non-alcoholic beer as being boring. I mean, they are, but we shouldn't think of it that way. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, because because well, you'll have a better night's sleep than we're going to have. James, 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 what do you want? Well, I went for a change and I went for a brew dog. Which is actually made by dogs. You were on a brew dog last time. I know. I think what they do, they get the paws on the hops. You get the paws. <laughs> you get the paws and do that. And then they make it like that. And in this, this this edition is called um, Hazy Jane. That's so, the one you were drinking before. You can't introduce it as though it's a new beer when it's the one you were drinking before. I know, but you put me in a really difficult position because I said at the beginning, I've got four. Out the same box. Ah, oh, see, they're all. Here and then you're saying to me, like, like it's a new one because you're the director. Right. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to work with you, and it's. Oh, then I it's, see. It's just we so might need to go to the Brewdog place in Newcastle now. Oh, let's do that. So we could do oh. a joke. Maybe. And maybe we could, that's not a joke. Maybe we could, so. maybe we could host a show from Brewdog. Maybe we could do a live. Yeah. 
Do what, yeah, I mean, yeah. there'd only be us there. Nobody would come, but yeah. Right, do okay. peculiar things like board game night and bloody Dungeons and Dragons and pizza night and Aye. stuff like that. So. Who does? Oh. Brudo. We've got one sign language for a pub that won't be there yet. Are we cool? Yeah. I think we should get in touch with the BSL people and see whether they can incorporate that into BSL because I think that's... You know, shall we shall we go to whatever that is in BSL? Now, I should know, read. I don't. Shall we go to? Ah, oh, yeah, go to Brudo. Wouldn't that be great, wouldn't it? Uh, right, dogs, welcome. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. What's welcome, George? Sorry, miss that. Blind dogs. Blind dogs. It's not guide dogs, George. Dogs for the blind, isn't it? I think yeah, you have I to get the terminology that. right. I don't think the dogs are actually blind because be, you know, there wouldn't be much of a service. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop this conversation before we get ourselves into trouble about naming edit, various edit, things. Edit all that out. <laughs> Maybe no, 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 I'm not gonna. I think, I think we're 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 all human and we can get sucked down these rabbit holes from time to time. Anyway, before we before before I tell you about the thing I want to tell you about, I came across this uh, this quote and it was this, and it was about marriage and it said, "If your wife is great, you'll be happy." If she isn't, then you can become a philosopher. <laughs> hmm. So is, <laughs> I don't know. I think we need to put that to the wise. We've all become philosophers. What does that tell us about the state of our relationships? Anyway, I just came across it. I thought I'd share that with you. I well, my wife's in this, so, um, yeah, I think so. <laughs> no, I don't think there's any, any chance of Christine stumbling upon this. <laughs> um, but what I would, what I, what I wanted, to, what I've been wanting to do forever, I think I probably mentioned this like in about episode two, and I said we should do this thing, and Jamie was uh, re- reluctant. I sensed uh, George was on board, but I sensed a reluctance on Jamie's part to get involved with the trolley problem, and the trolley problem is a thought experiment. And we did thought experiments right at the start, didn't we? We played it was cave and all that kind of thing, so it fits into the into what we're doing, and it first appeared in a philosophy paper in 1967, written by Philip Afoot. So I quite like that, um, because that was the year of my birth. So oh. I, f- I feel, I feel, I know, I know, unbelievable, isn't it? Can't believe it. I know, you this young face. So Philip, uh, Hills, Philip this, this, sorry, sorry, interrupt you, but this hill's actually younger than you. Yeah, probably, probably, yes. So, so Philip Afoot, I don't know where to go with that. Philip Afoot in 1967 kind of outlined this idea that a woman then called Judith Jarvis Thompson then took in 1976 and and turned into this concept um, of the trolley problem. So I'm I'm mentioning women here. I'm I'm going rogue because we normally talk about male philosophers, don't we? But but here we are talking I think about. Jo- I think George is going to talk about. Did you talk about woman philosopher George once? Um. No. No, we did no. the monkey thing. We did the the journey to the. Was that yes. a male philosopher? Well, yeah. it was somebody who. Yeah, it was a male. Yeah, yeah. All right. No, it's, I I welcome diversity, Stephen. Go on. You're welcome. One for the feminists and the Jordan Peterson fans. So we um we the most basic version of this dilemma is called the bystander at the switch. So the trolley or, or a train, if you want to think of it like that, trolley or train or tram or whatever is on the tracks, and, and it, the, the trolley sets off down this track. And the bystander at the switch has a decision to make because on the track further down are six people on the track who can't, who will not be able to get out of the way. The trolley, the tram, the train, 
will collide with these six people because they're unaware of the impending doom. And uh, the bystander at the switch can throw the switch before the, tra the train trolley tram gets to the points on the track and can divert the train onto another track where only one person is unaware of the impending doom and will definitely be killed. So the, the moral dilemma here is you have a decision to make because you can stop six people being killed. But in order to do that, one person has to be killed and you are making that decision. So that's the, that's the moral dilemma um, that we need to contemplate in terms of the trial. But I don't know. I'm going to ask you, what would, what would you both do? I would say because I, I, yeah, I, I thought about the trolley problem before, um, and I think by not making the decision, you're still making the decision. So if you decide, if you decide to just not intervene and let this is nothing to do with me, and then six people die, you've still made that decision, which is the death of six people. So I would pull the trigger and kill the one, providing okay. I didn't know the one it wasn't. Uh, Okay, George? Yeah, same as Gore. Oh. Yeah. Go you've, on. Got skin, you've got skin in the game either way. But what's interesting is, and, 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 and Jamie starts to allude to where you can start to get interested in this, because he said, um, kind of as an aside, as I was moving to George, unless the other person was a family member. So that changes it. So if that was, if that was a family member, you would kill the six people instead of killing that one person. Yeah. So that's interesting. Isn't it? So your, your, your morals can shift depending on the, the problem that's that's confronting you. You're happy to kill all six people. George, would you do the same in that scenario? Well, you know, it's very difficult. It becomes it becomes such a like a, um, you just ever making it more and more difficult all the way down, isn't it? And yeah. increasingly more unlikely. Because um, you, you, you probably you would. Can... You probably would. You pro well, ultimately, it, 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 it'd be like if you, if you were going to get hit by the train, would you divert the train to another six people? Do you know what I mean? It, that that's basically the where we're getting to ultimately, isn't it? Yeah. So I suppose um, it's, yeah. it's a case of if, if it's one of your children, you know, there could be a million people on the other on the other track. You'd you'd, you'd, you'd put it that way. But if it was some distant aunt that you hardly knew, you may think, mm, "Well, there's a will, there's a way." Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's see. interesting. I I did this with uh, I did this with the I did this with the students um, last year. Students, uh, second year students, and and one of the students, David, I'm sure you won't mind mentioning by name, said, "Hey, I didn't set the bloody train off. I'm not making the decision." Do you know what I mean? I I didn't start this 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 uh, this whole scenario in motion. I'm going to do nothing. But I I take your point that in doing nothing, you are actually making a choice, aren't you? To just let the course of events run you 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 are elected not to intervene oh there's the dog um so yeah yeah because then you then you'd have six people coming in saying why didn't you do anything yes so that 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 kind of that kind of links us to the to the social work scenario that that kind of comes into my head when i think of this which is which is the allocation of resources you know we're, we're allocating finite resources here aren't we and um do we provide um, a range of care options to these six people or an expensive option to this this one person because if you if you provide it to the one person then the families of the other six people are going to say well why has my relative not received the care that I think that they need as well and and it takes me back to my time in practice where and I don't know what it, what it's like now but I, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's the same 
where the cost of a month's uh, care in some sort of group living scheme or whatever for somebody with a learning disability was probably three or four times more than the cost of the care for somebody in a an older person's care home. And still I suppose is, that still t- that still is. And that takes us back to the previous episode, doesn't it, where we were talking about kind of how, how care should be funded. And do the older people, do the do the six older people on the on the trolley track not deserve the same quality level of care as the one uh, person with a learning disability? So that's where that's where it takes me when I think about this, about those difficult ethical decisions moral decisions that we make when i was a manager i had a budget of hours for home support every week and if i got a request for a care package at the start of the week that was going to blow me budget i might have been going back to that social work and going you need to reduce that because i need a few hours left just in case as the week goes on here or i could blow the budget and give nobody else any care on my patch if you like that week and I think those are very real decisions that a social work manager's probably more than social workers, but sometimes social workers as well. We're implicit in those decisions. Those are the decisions we have to make. Do we do we help more people um, with a lower level, or do we help one person with a with a higher level and leave people with unmet need? I think it's I think it's it's a fascinating point. I, I, I'm really glad you brought it up, Stephen, because you have and you mentioned that the difference between somebody with a, um, a learning disability in comparison with somebody with um, an elderly person and then you can take it even further if you look at the, the how much it costs to support um, a younger person you know a child mm-hmm. in services in, in comparison to another person even e- even though the amount of resources that, that need is needed in the in actual care of that person is probably greater in the adult um, service um, rather than the children's services, but the cost doesn't, doesn't equate to the need, yeah. um, which to me, I find it fascinating. And I think some some service providers have had us over a barrel for, for many years as a direct result of that. Um, so I think it re- raises some really ethical problems. And I think, but but I, I ask myself, well, where do those problems come from? And, is, and, and where do them values come from? Because we value children's society. In the Western society, we value children much more greatly than we value um, the elderly. And it's that's not mm. the same in all societies, but that, that, mm. that, that, that's a society we live in, whether whether we agree with it or disagree with it. So I think it leaves with it with, with difficulty if, if like kind of really breaking that down to where, where does it come from. And I think, I don't know, we won't have some debate about this, but I think it comes from the old poor laws, the Victorian poor laws of the deserving and the undeserving. Um, and yet, so I say, I think we say, it's a site we say children and people with learning disabilities as deserving because the circumstances haven't come about, generally speaking, because of anything they have done. It's been what's been given to them. Where mm. those people in, who are older, you can see, you know, you didn't, you know, you haven't looked after yourself or, you know, there's the some sort of kind of judgment. And generically speaking, I don't think individually anyone's thinking yeah, this. Yeah. But generically speaking, it's, there's been some kind of judgment on, you know, you're quite as deserving as those because you've had your life or, you know, you should have put some money aside for this time in your life. And, this type of thing so I think it, I think it comes from there and so I think it comes from Victorian values and so I think we need to challenge that um, because you're right you, we'll have a fine but, but then it's practical isn't it it's because we'll have you know hundreds of thousands of people who need services so so we can give so so, so for every pound that we give over here to, to these people that give a really good quality of service might only equate to a penny to each person over here which would make no difference um, if, mm. if you spread it out so I think it's an absolutely 
fascinating topic and and i think it's something that need, i think it needs to be discussed because the amount of um the allocation of resources um is just so inequitable and and it's horrible it's, ho- it's just horrible when you see it it's just horrible yeah yeah and it's inequitable in a in a on a playing field where there aren't enough resources anyway to start with so so not only are, are you uh, is the allocation skewed in some way based on value judgments about the worth of people uh, but but beyond that, we're we're on the back foot straight away anyway because there aren't sufficient resources anyway, even if we shared them out equitably. Well, yeah, and what what's coming in my head then? So I'm I'm going back to you know prior to the purchase of provider split you mentioned you know in episode one, um, you know about the the community care app before all that happened, um, when it was all in house. And it was how much it cost. It was how much it actually cost. So uh, mm. I work in I work with people with disabilities, and I work with elderly people. You know, in me, in me when I was very much younger, um, and I don't think there was such a great divide. And I, I don't know. I, I wasn't mm. involved in the strategic um, element at the time, but I don't think it was a great divide. It was this is how much it cost for to, to provide this person the level of care that they needed. And I think it's since we went back to. George's point with Adam Smith is it's kind of it's kind of made that division that 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 the market forces and made that division and pushing founders and founders and looking for a way of you know going to um base values that have been derived from Victorian values and to how we allocate resources now. So, which tells me and the worrying the worrying element is that is that we're going to continue with that rather than address it because there's no political. Um, will at the moment to um, to bring things back into state control. Well, it's really hard. It's really hard as well. I mean, politically, how would you sell to the public? Let's spend less on the children and more on the older people. How? how I mean, I mean, that's that's that's. I mean, uh, it it is its values, and, and I think uh, uh, my personal view is an older person is is just as valuable and val- uh, valuable as as a child is. Um, you raise, know, your taxes, but, but, raise your taxes. Raise your taxes. Not the not 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 to give people the wealth of the yeah. inheritance, um, but raise your taxes or your national insurance or whatever you want to call it, and actually spend it on those people who need it. Is, is what I yeah, would say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I, I do. I do wonder as well whether for all the money that's uh, and and this maybe this is maybe the case given what we were talking about in 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 one of the previous uh, episodes is although more money is maybe spent on children and people with learning disabilities for example uh, is is the quality of care actually any better for spending that extra money and, and i suspect that i suspect it isn't really so so what's going on there what's going on there you know we're, we're providing poor care i think i think you've got to look and uh like the waste of local authorities or private companies i suppose one the waste would profit because that leaves the system that's another person on the tracks isn't it that's another yeah. that's another uh, so that's leaving the system as well and not that it could be endlessly efficient i don't mean that and i think the utilitarian point that it's the maximum good to the maximum number does have a, a sort of attractiveness to it a neatness to it but who does the who does the calculations on those type of things um it's very hard to get away from that over let's save this one person unless you've got a personal well, relationship to um well, are, are we are we are we limiting the problem to to the parameters as Stephen set? Because the parameters should be changed, and I think I think I think this is where we sit in social work is we need to kind of um, be radical in approaching. You mentioned radical social work earlier on, George. 
we need to be radical in our approach and, and say, look, we, we're not accepting the trolley problem. Because the real issue is is that, you know, we live in a society where we kind of focus um, we focus on benefit fraud and we kind of focus all our energies towards that when the, I think the, the, the statistic going on at the moment is that there's a billion pound uh, a year spent on benefit fraud, which is I want, which could really, really benefit social care. However, the real problem is the £70 billion estimated for um, tax evasion from companies in this country. So put that £70 billion in the social care system and then we can have as many trolleys, as many trucks as we need without killing anybody. So that's my solution for it. Viva la Shea. Very good, yeah. Jamie. Uh, uh, George. No, I, I, and I think I mentioned this before. I don't know if I mentioned this to you. The, the potentially massively radical things I want to have, a little thought I've had. If you have the whole of child, child protection, how many children have died to the parents in the past 12 months? How many children have drowned in sea or in lakes or, or rivers? You could divert all that money. If you said, what's my what's my number one goal? Arts to save children from dying. Perfectly rational goal, isn't it, really? Because children do die. There's some terrible stories. What, what happens if someone had a strong evidence base to say, just close all the social care departments and we'll save more children by, I don't know, better road safety or water safety or food hygiene? We wouldn't do it. We'd protect our turf. Um, vehemently, wouldn't we? Even if there was. What's, what, 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 what's that about, George? What, what, why is that? Why, why? Our turf. That's why. It's simple as that. Our turf. We do know think, best. Do, 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 do you think social work is there because the society won't need with it? And it's, it's, I don't think it is about our turf. I think it's about what we talked about before is how we value children's society. Or how we value the vulnerable in society. So we need oh, to protect. I, yeah. But I suppose my view. point is if you could do two things, but one was so radical, it would be the loss of something else, you'd want to defend. End yourself entirely. Mm. Oh, that's really good, George. It really fits with the trolley problem, doesn't it? Mm. Uh, mm. Save, save, save. You know, hundred children by improving the waterways, um, or you know, one child by having good social service. Well, it's, it's like you. Well, you had this conversation when you interviewed students in there. Why do you want to be a social worker? Oh, I want to help families. I want to do the best I can to save. I mean, you said, oh, we'll just just send your money to India for the COVID thing and buy some gas. Don't, don't get a student loan. Peter Singer Peter Singer proposes proposes this problem with with his which is very similar in one of his books and 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 uh, he says that uh, and I might have told you this before but he he says that uh, if you I think he's American so I think he talks about standing on the um, standing on the, the side of of the river in New York what's the river in New York Come on, we must know that. Anyway, you're standing on the side of the river in New York, Hudson? and you. The Hudson. It is yeah. the Hudson. Yeah, it is the Hudson. Yeah, because that's where what's his name, that actor yeah. that I can't stand, landed the plane. Oh, I quite like him. No, I don't like him. I'm a big Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Tom Hanks, not a big Tom Hanks fan. He's just always the fellow out of big for me. He just never does anything else other than that. Anyway, but Peter Singer proposes this problem, which which is exactly what you've just said but, there, which is. You know, Very interrupting. I know you're in a stream there, but I think it's I need the to floor. I know you were in it, but I think this is really important. I got a message from Tom Hanks earlier on saying that he actually loved you. Is that right? Fact. Really? Tom wow. Hanks is down oh. to play Carl Popper in the upcoming movie as well. <laughs> 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 didn't, he, didn't he used to install radiators as well before he became a famous actor? 
Fuck that's that. Amazing. That's amazing. Bilt, bilt. Round videos. Punks is anywhere. 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 What was I talking about? Peter Singer. Peter so, Singer proposes. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> Jamie, man, shush, man. Just for a minute, will you? For God's sake. Peter Singer proposes this problem. And he says, you're, you're on the banks of the Hudson where Tom Hanks landed the plane. You're on the banks of the Hudson. And uh, and you've got your $180 shoes on. You've, you've got your best. You've got your fancy shoes on. And there's a there's a child drowning in the Hudson. And you know you haven't got time to take your shoes off before the child will drown. So do you jump in and ruin your $180 shoes or do you let the child drown? And and okay. you everybody would say, well, you just jump in and you ruin the shoes because that's just yeah. money. And and and, <laughs> and he says, and he then says, well, okay, would you send ten dollars to save you know, to buy mosquito nets or whatever for Africa? And it's like, and suddenly people are like why ten dollars would five do could i send a dollar you know suddenly you're doing that and it's about the proximity of the problem isn't it to you because the problem is is in front of you you would you would do whatever it took but because the problem is remote and distant from you you start to make decisions in a different way don't you you know what i mean it's that, it's that kind of thing and i wonder if you if, if you if you would have the trolley problem where you had like 10 meters you had 10 seconds because to decide would you make a different decision than if you had like the next 10 minutes to make that decision because you would you would eat yourself up with wouldn't you with with, uh with kind of um contemplation whereas maybe you might get the better response if you just made an instinctive response i suppose i've, I've gone off social work there completely but i just remember the peter singer i've just remembered something from something i read once the um railway authority um who runs the rail? Like the rail line, what they called National Rail, National Rail. Capitalist bastards. Yeah. Oh, they I'm gonna have to put one of them little e's now, Jamie man. I'm gonna have to put one of them little e's on the on the thing to say there's explicit content in the <laughs> podcast. Anyway, sorry, George. Go on. They've got a, a mathematical equation for rail safety costs versus life saved. I can't remember. It's something like 270 grand. Like if they spend another 270 grand, they'll save another life. So, wow. so, the, so, so they had to, because, um, sort of think, imagine on the tube. I don't know, they probably don't run the tube, but like people falling on the tube or the doors open, cutting people's head, I don't know, all, all these mad things. You can just keep adding more and more safety. But I suppose the increments just decrease and get more. So the real companies have had to answer this question with an equation and they've got some. Yeah, well, it's, it's like the concern of government, isn't it? It's like. How much? How much? You, how much? You sacrifice the economy to save the lives because of COVID. But but how would any rational person make that decision? No, no, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not and how much saying. real safety going to invest? Well, have the trains the trains going two miles an hour, made out of rubber? It's just farcical, wouldn't it? The, 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 you have to draw. You have to make this compromise at some point. Yeah. I would argue. To, to get your point about the social work is about risk assessment, isn't it? Like, I was just going to say that exact thing. It brings you to risk assessment, doesn't it? And how much how much do we do to offset risk when when risk is an inevitable part of of life? Really, you know, how much how much do we realistically do? How much do we spend on 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 managing those risks? And I mean, it was it was always a conundrum with older people, wasn't it? It was that working with older people was always that decision between whether somebody moves into a care home. Or whether they whether they remain at home, and the decision was easy in a sense because it was made for us. 
because it was around money. It was around resource allocation. And once the cost of the care package hit the cost of care, the person had to move into care. That was that was the decision. When really, when really, if we're thinking about how would we manage resources, how would we manage resources in such a way that it was fair? It would be how much do we need to spend on this individual in order to give them the best life, wouldn't it? We wouldn't have older people cost this much to keep in care. People learn disabilities cost this much. Children cost this much. We'd have, well, we'll pay what we need to keep this yeah, person but the caveat safe. Be, and you, this way, you back into it, as long as it doesn't hamper somebody else. Well, absolutely, yes, yes. And that, and, and, and is that... And well, is that and is that not going back to the the previous episodes we've just done, which is well, if it was under state control, then there wouldn't really be any sort of, I mean, there would be a ceiling, but there maybe needn't to be as 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 rigid a ceiling as there is in the private industry, private sector, where it's about shareholder value. Yeah, can I just 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 a point? I want to add to that and just cut my head on the thought of it as it. So you can because you you can because you're waggling your pen about. I am my red pen and all red pen. So it's a case of you know they say that the price of care for to place them in an authority care home, which has been you know it doesn't happen anymore. We know it doesn't happen anymore. Um, it's it's so much, so many hundreds of pounds in comparison to or thousands of pounds a week compared to hundreds of pounds that we're getting in in private care, which is seven hundred pound a week. But but the the, the underpaid staff. Who were in there are on family credit. So how much does it actually really cost the state? And is it is it is it is it better? So all we're doing is funding private age private companies. It costs the the, the, the taxpayer is, is, is the, the difference in the the, the taxpayer because of family tax credits and stuff like that to bump up somebody's wage is probably the same. So all we're doing is taking resources from individuals who need it and giving it to private industry. Yeah. And over. Rant number four. Excellent, excellent point. Excellent point. Um, I'll edit the silence out there, so it looks like we just flowed into the next part of the conversation beautifully. <laughs> or I might just leave that in and that bit. I mean, what, what's the what's the we, we should draw to a conclusion here. What's what's the final point that that you would make in relation to the trolley problem? Do you think? I think it's an absolute fascinating problem. Um, because and I hadn't really thought of it that way because I, I, when he was talking, I was thinking, where are you going to go? This is going to, this could fall flat on its face, yeah. But then he introduced resources to, and and how do you do that? And I thought, yeah, yeah, that, wow, that was brilliant. Um, and, and where 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 do you go with that? And and how do, how do you do that? And, and, and why 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 would this, this trigger point? We have to yeah. allocate resources in such a way. Um, yeah. And we are. And we always have yeah. been, and I think, and I think we're we're more and more at pulling that trigger now than we ever were. Yeah. I can't see that getting any better. So <clears throat> I think it's you know we could we talk we could talk for hours for it and, and look at a solution. The right solution yeah. would be would be you know um, to have as many many tracks as we could, and we don't we don't need to have that problem. But you know mm. under the under the current political system, I don't think that's going to happen. Well, I'm pleased you thought it was relevant because I have had a whole year and a half or so to think about it because I did suggest that I would do this about that long ago and you were you were you, you just didn't look enthusiastic. So I'm pleased you found it helpful and thought provoking. I think I was that old. I was that old. I was just dumbstruck. So you probably read that as like, hey, he's not fussed on that. And I'm like, inside one. Oh, I just wow. What a guy! It's like it's like me with George's comment in the previous one. George, what 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 are your final thoughts on the trolley problem? I was just thinking there's Jesus talking. I, 
I think it's interesting, if we look at the re resource allocation point of view, I think the only way social work can move forward is a sort of um, a raft of different ideas, different approaches, but I think we're so reluctant to do that. Most of the local authorities just constitute in the same sort of way. But and equally, the private providers, it's this profit motive, like going back to my Adam Smith point, invisible hand, just to chase, chase the bottom profit. So really, there's no, there's no radical different operation of the tracks everyone roughly does it the same way and i think it would take someone to do something radically different to say oh like i don't know this might be right oh we're not gonna have any care homes we're not gonna have any care homes and um, we're gonna do it this way and look at our results but but i think everyone's through you probably need a bit more slack in the system financially to achieve those sort of results i don't think we're going to be there in the next 20 years unfortunately so i think if i'm the director of um, social services and a local authority, you're probably going to do a little bit what they did last year, but 90% of it, rather than make any different lever pulls. Yeah, absolutely. No, and, and I think the thread that's gone through these, this trilogy of, of conversations is is we, we keep, uh, and George, you, you keep mentioning it mainly, and, and it's absolutely spot on, is this this idea of, of radical social work. And I'm taken back to a quote that I use in the lecture I do on radical social work. I can't remember who it's by now off the top of my head. But, but being radical is pulling something out by the roots. You know, it's getting down to the root problem and the, and the root cause. And I think um, there's there's a reluctance, possibly because of the structures that restrict us or the systems that we're in. There's a reluctance in social work in general, not from social workers, in social work as a system, to actually grab the nettle and pull it out by the roots and think, no, we need to completely change this system in order to kind of move on um, from the position that we currently find ourselves in, which is, I suspect, that race to the bottom. 